lock in and level up. Season two of the Positivity Report continues now. Let's get it. This is Ryan Wilson, and you're listening to TPR. Thanks for listening. And so for this episode, pretty much, I'll read quite a lot from God's Word for you. I'll be heavily into the Word, and I will focus primarily on books that have been written by Apostle Paul. And so pretty much Apostle Paul is really, quite frankly, my favorite writer, I think I would say, um, in the Word. You know, he is known as really the writer and the speaker to the Gentiles, um, helping them to be saved through Yahusha, you know, in the New Testament. So pretty much Apostle Paul is the writer and the speaker for the Gentiles to the Gentiles. That's really what he is known for. And so for this episode, I'm not going to focus on all of Paul's works Um, For example, some of the books that I will not be focusing on in this episode are some of Paul's longer books, which are the book of Romans, the book of Corinthians 1 and 2, Corinthians 1 and 2. I will not really be focusing on them in this episode. What I will be focusing on are more of Paul's shorter books in the Word. So this is kind of why Apostle Paul is really one of my favorite writers in the Word, because he has quite a lot of short books. And so when I say short books, I mean really just a few pages. And, you know, these are are books in the Word that you could read in really a session or two. Um, You know what I mean? And really Paul has some great scriptures in here, so in the Word. So some of the books that I'll be focusing on in this episode are the book of Ephesians, Galatians, the book of Timothy, Thessalonians, and then some that I will not be focusing on, but that you could check out for yourself. The book of Philippians, Colossians, um, like I said, Timothy's 1 and 2, Romans, um, and then you got Corinthians 1 and 2 as well. So Paul has written quite a few books in the Word um, that you could check out for yourself. Quite a, quite a lot of the ones I said are really shorter books that you could read in a session or two and really understand the spiritual energy that is in God's word in some of these books. And so the first book I'm going to go to today is the book of Galatians, which I'm going to read two back-to-back verses. The first is called, and I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version, all the scriptures, all the verses that I'll read in this episode are from the New Revised Standard Version. So In the book of Galatians, I'll read back-to-back verses. The first is called the works of the flesh, and the second is called the fruit of the Spirit. So I'm starting at Galatians 5.16, and then I'll go all the way through 26, it looks like. So 5.16 through 26 in the book of Galatians. 
So first we got the works of the flesh. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. I am warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And now the fruit of the Spirit, so 5.22-26 through 26 in the book of Galatians. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, competing against one another, envying one another. And so that was Galatians five sixteen through 26. And so before I move on to the next verse, I just want to emphasize, you know, what the fruits of the Spirit are, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So as far as this gentleness, I actually want to focus on this because, again, that, that was written by Apostle Paul. You know, he's saying gentleness, peace, patience, everything like that. And what I want you to understand about Apostle Paul, now I'm going to go to the first book of Timothy and read the verse that is called Gratitude for Mercy. And this is really just going to help you understand really how Yah, Yahuwah, the Most High God can transform someone. Um, And I'll use Apostle Paul as that example to kind of see how he was transformed. So again, you just heard Paul writing about the fruits of the Spirit, you know, gentleness, peace, patience love, everything like that. Now let me read the first book of Timothy. And so it's going to be 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 20. And the verse is called Gratitude for Mercy. I am grateful to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence, But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is short and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason I received mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ, Yahushua HaMashiach, might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, 
the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm giving you these instructions, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies made earlier about you, so that by following them you may fight the good fight, having faith and a good conscience. By rejecting conscience, certain persons have suffered shipwreck in the faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have turned over to Satan, so that they may learn not to blaspheme. And so that was First Timothy 1, 12 through 20. Gratitude for mercy. And so I really just read that to you because, you know, this is really just how anyone can understand, you know, that all of us were saying we are the foremost sinners. We're not saying that we're perfect. That's why we have been saved, because we are the foremost sinners. Yahusha is coming into the world to save sinners, which I'm the foremost, which Paul is the foremost. That's what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. So that's why we've been saved through Yah Yahusha, because Yahusha is coming into the world to save sinners, which we are the foremost. So the reason I read this to you is because that just defines, you know, what it really means to be saved and transformed by Yahuwah, by the Most High. And really, as far as Apostle Paul, he says himself, he calls himself, he was formerly someone who blasphemes, persecutes, and a man of violence. And then what I just read in the book of Galatians, he's speaking about gentleness, love, patience, peace. So this is just showing how even someone who's a man of violence can be transformed by Yahuwah. And this is exactly why, you know, I really said, I'm like, oh, well, as far as, um, you know, in this world, in the discernment, in the advanced discernment world, I said that the Most High is not going to choose speakers who are perfect on the surface, but rather people who are imperfect on the surface so that you guys have to discern and see the true spirit of us. But really, I mean, the Most High has been working that way all the way since Apostle Paul. You know, that's why he appointed Apostle Paul to be to be the speaker and the writer for the Gentiles. And it was the exact same thing with Apostle Paul. He was a man of violence. He was persecuting the believers in Yahusha and, and blaspheming believers in Yahusha. And then he himself became saved and became an apostle. Um, to Yahuwah and Yahusha. So, you know what I mean? That's just how Yahuwah the Most High really works. And that's exactly how Apostle Paul became an apostle to Yahusha. So now I'll get back to the book of Galatians and I'll go Galatians 3, 6 through 9. Just as Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, so you see those who believe are the descendants of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, declared the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the Gentiles shall be blessed in you. For this reason, those who believe are blessed with Abraham who believed. And so pretty much that verse right there, you know, I spoke about who the true descendants of the true Hebrew Israelites are, you know, the true descendants of Abraham, which there is an actual... There is an actual bloodline and DNA, but what Apostle Paul is saying here is that it was Abraham's faith in Yah Yahuwah that 
allowed him to be saved. And so now through the new covenant with Yahusha, it's faith in Yahusha that allows us to be saved. And so I'm going to elaborate on this before, uh, I'm going to elaborate on this a little bit more, but pretty much this is going to show the importance of being a believer in Yahusha. So I'm going to get to that in a second, but just as far as these descendants of Abraham, you know, Apostle Paul says right here that, you know, just as Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. So you see those who believe are the descendants of Abraham. So those who believe in Yah, Yahuwah, Yahusha, those are the true descendants of Abraham. That's why I said it's not just, I described who the true descendants of the true Hebrew Israelites are. And I said, it's not just this certain demographic or this certain type of person. I said it could be anyone really in the word you read about how we have all been scattered amongst the earth pretty much purpose, purposely. Um, so again, it's not necessarily about the bloodline, about the true DNA. It's really just about the true descendants of Abraham, the true descendants of the Most High are people who are believers in the Most High and believers in the Son of Man, Yahusha. And so now just to go a little bit further in this book, now I'll just go to 3.23 through 29. And so this is really going to elaborate the point that I just said. Now, before faith came, which when, when before I even read it, when they're speaking about faith here, they're talking about faith in Yahusha. And then when they say the law, they're speaking about really the Old Testament and following the commandments that Moses had commanded the Israelites to follow. So, and so this is Galatians 3, 23 through 29. Now, before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So let me just read it one more time. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring or seed, heirs according to the promise. So this says it right here, and I'm actually going to show, I'll actually touch on two dark side agendas actually while showing how it's written in the scripture here. So let me get to that in a second. But pretty much what it's saying is that the true descendants of Abraham, the true people are, that are protected under these covenants are the people who believe in Yah, believe in Yahuwah, and believe in Yahusha. And so pretty much when it's speaking about faith and the law right here, like what I just read, it's pretty much saying what you'll read about also in this book of Galatians is that you can't just, you cannot just follow the law, follow the Old Testament and not be a believer in Yahusha. You have to have the faith as well as the law. That's pretty much why they mentioned the law and the faith. The faith is having faith in Yahusha, Jesus Christ, Yahusha HaMashiach. And then the law is everything that Moses commanded the Israelites in the Torah, in the first five books of the Bible in the Old Testament. So 
that's pretty much what Paul is saying is that to really be covered under the covenants, to really be a true descendant of Abraham, which really means a descendant or a beloved descendant of the Most High, it means that you have to be a believer in Yahusha. And so, so you have to have faith and the law, faith in Yahusha. And so as far as these dark side agendas, I spoke in the Mirrors Part 2 episode just about how there's this we are one agenda. And clearly, like I said, the dark side really always mirrors the light side agendas very closely. So here we read Apostle Paul is saying that there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female, which we know which agendas go along with the male and female. And yes, I'll actually speak about that for just a second right after this one, right after this agenda. So let me get to that. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. So again, this is pretty much where the dark side gets there. We are one agenda from. So the lines are really blurred because this is saying that we are all one if you believe in Yahusha. It's not we are all one no matter what you believe because on the dark side, that's what it is. No matter what you believe, no matter what you... I said, again, not to really speak too much about the dark side agendas in this light work episode, but I'll speak about it. This we are one agenda has the the sexual type agendas of pansexuals and trans agendas and transsexual they want to make you you can love whoever you want whether you're trans gay straight pan whatever it is all the stuff that i've spoken about that's what the dark side we are one agenda is you can live however you want live wicked believe whatever you want we're all uh using the law of attraction the new age spirituality everything that i've spoken about when i spoke about that agenda in mirrors part two that's the dark side agenda of the we are one. And then on the light side, it's that we are all one, but we are all one through Yahusha HaMashiach. We have to be believers in Yahusha and follow and have faith in Yahusha and follow the law. You can't have just one without the other. You can't have just the law with no faith and you can't just have faith but live wickedly. You have to have faith and follow the law. And so you have to have faith in Yahushua HaMashiach and live in righteousness, which is to follow the law that Moses commanded the, the Israelites. So pretty much that's where the lines get blurred between the we are one agenda because we are all children of Yahuwah because we are believers in Yahushua over here. And that's why on the dark side, they just make it their we are one agenda but they're living wicked believing whatever they want having no faith no discipline no discernment and again i spoke about this in tpr let's say it was 57 mirrors part two so that's just how the lines are blurred with these dark side and light side agendas and we heard what the light side agenda is we are all one through yahusha hamashiach and the true descendants of abraham are people who are, are believers in Yahuwah and Yahusha HaMashiach. And now for the second dark side agenda, which I always speak about, really, I always seem to find myself speaking about. Again, I spoke about this in episodes 38 of the series TPR, episode 54 of the series TPR, and episode 56 as well, all of the series TPR. So TPR 38, 54, 56. I spoke about this agenda, which I'm about to speak about. So it's pretty much the trans agenda, the elite gender inversion in the mainstream from Hollywood to TV shows, to movies, to music industry, to the mainstream media, to politics, politicians. They are putting out 
people who are inverted genders and they're doing this amongst the elites of the world. And so pretty much when I speak about this and the science of how you could tell, you know, these are for elites of the world. I'm not speaking about regular humans who might have an anomaly of like one of the features they might have a little bit more prominent on them. I'm not, I'm not speaking about regular humans. I'm speaking about, speaking about the elites, the celebrities, the politicians, the elite gender inversion. So I'm going to give you in the word pretty much the last time I spoke about this in TPR 56, I explained why Yahuwah allows this disturbing agenda to go on so heavily in the mainstream because I said, we're not supposed to be following any false idols. So that's why, yeah, let's, all the people who follow false idols fall for these trans backwards people, inverted gender people. But now I'm going to show you in the word and give you a really important verse written by Apostle Paul that's really going to solidify this and confirm it for you. And I shouldn't have to even really speak about this agenda ever again, because this is really going to solidify it and really close the door on it, even though I already shut it in TPR 56. But now let's let the word shut this door on this trans agenda once and for all. So I'm going to go to the second book of Thessalonians. So it's second Thessalonians two, one through 12, and then I'll go 13 through 17. So it's going to be two verses again. So it's going to be a long verse, but let me just read it all for you. So second Thessalonians two, one through 12. As to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we beg you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as though from us to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. Let no one deceive you in any way. For that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the lawless one is revealed, the one destined for destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. Do you not remember that I told you these things when I was still with you? And you know what is now restraining him so that he may be revealed when his time comes. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work but only until the one who now restrains it is removed. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will destroy with the breath of his mouth, annihilating him by the manifestation of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is apparent in the working of Satan, who uses all power, signs, lying wonders, and every kind of wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion, leading them to believe what is false, so that all who have not believed the truth but took pleasure in unrighteousness will be condemned. So I'm going to get back to the end of that verse for you. But I said in TPR 56, I said, the reason the Most High lets this go on is because he says, I keep telling you, you're supposed to not follow false idols. So if you want to follow false idols, now I'll let you follow these people. And the last line is so that all who have not believed the truth, but took pleasure in unrighteousness will be condemned. So that's exactly why Yahuwah. So pretty much this verse right here, this powerful delusion 
This is a, a verse that is quoted quite commonly, but a lot of people like to quote this about, they're saying that like they're gonna, when the false prophets rise up and they masquerade themselves as Christ or something like that, that's what people always say the powerful deception is. But to me, this is so much, so easily confirming that trans agenda because it says, the coming of the lawless one is apparent in the working of Satan, so the working of the dark side, who uses all power, signs, lying wonders, and every kind of wicked deception for those who are perishing. Because again, these people who will not forsake the mainstream, the Hollywood, the celebrities, the people who will not forsake them, they are going to be perishing because you don't get saved and redeemed and sent to heaven by following false idols and practicing idolatry. I showed you at the very beginning of this episode what the works of the spirit are and what the works of the flesh are. And the works of the flesh were idolatry, fornication, all this stuff. So again, not to be vulgar, but as far as this trans agenda goes, and as far as fornication and lust and everything like that, some of these males are lusting after people who are men, but they think they're females. And the same thing is going for females who are looking at what they believe are men, but they're also females. So it's really turning a lot of people into, they, they don't even realize that they're becoming warped because they can't even tell what they're looking at and what they're lusting after. And again, the whole reason for this is because we're not supposed to be lusting after anything or anybody, whether it's a celebrity or not. So that's why all these people who are lusting after or fornicators and everything, that's why the Most High is setting this up. Because if you're going to act and practice works of the flesh, that's how you get condemned. And that, and this is not my word saying it. It says right here, so that all who have not believed the truth but took pleasure in unrighteousness will be condemned. Because this is the lie that all the false religions tell you. When they read the word to you, they say that, oh, we're all one. As long as you, that that's what I'm saying is, we just heard about Apostle Paul saying that we are all one through Christ. But you have to be a believer in Yahushua. It's not just for the wicked. It's not for the people who don't follow Yahuwah, don't follow Yahushua. And then they just say, oh, I'm a believer. No, it's for the true believers. So again, all these people who, when I come to them with the truth or when any of us speakers come to the truth about God's word, about the reality of the world, about these agendas, dark side agendas, about sports being scripted and all that, and they just laugh it off and they they keep living their life, they're, they're laughing off the truth that Yahuwah is trying to get them. And that is why, unfortunately, they will be condemned. And that's why it's so sad that like people would rather forsake their own friends and family rather than forsake transgenders and people who are playing in scripted sports leagues and people who are blood sacrificing people. That's honestly probably one of the most serious truths when you get to spiritual truth is that you will start to see your friends and family would rather forsake you than to forsake people in Hollywood, people that they've never met before. Um, so that's really just the reality when you are a believer in Yahusha. And that is exactly why not everyone will be saved because not everyone will stand here and preach the word and preach about Yahusha because some people are scared what other people think. And some people don't want to give up false idols. Some people don't want to stop practicing idolatry and fornication and serving their flesh. And that's why Apostle Paul makes it very clear what works of the flesh are and what works fruits of the spirit are. And that's why he says works of the flesh 
and fruits of the spirit because the fruits are a lot more than just work because they're fruitful and abundant and because it's spiritual. And so again, not everybody, not everyone is built to serve their spirit. Some people can only practice fornication, idolatry. And again, this is Yahuwah's word saying that the people who want to live in unrighteousness, take pleasure in unrighteousness, they will be condemned. So just as far as this trans agenda and how far that they will go in this grand deception, I mean, it says it right here. The coming of the lawless one is apparent in the working of Satan who uses all power, signs, lying wonders, and every kind of wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, Yahuwah sends them a powerful delusion, leading them to believe what is false so that all who have not believed the truth but took pleasure in unrighteousness will be condemned. So, I mean, that's exactly why Yah sends that powerful delusion. Because they don't want to believe it. They, these people, they do not want to believe it. They do not want to believe that the sports are scripted. They don't want to believe that half of them are transgenders. These people do not want to believe it. And they would rather take pleasure in unrighteousness, fornication, idolatry, lust, rather than put forth fruits of righteousness, spiritual fruits. And it's, it's just, this is the reality, really. And again, like, this is the reality that you come to when you start reading the word. Because this is what people, I feel like, are misunderstood about the word, is most people... When they read the New Testament, they're probably only familiar with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but they're not familiar with Apostle Paul writing these works of Galatians and Ephesians and Thessalonians. And I mean, he is telling this, he is speaking the truth right here. And when you are a part of these false religions from Catholicism to Christianity to anything like that, they do not tell you this truth. They don't tell you that people are going to be condemned. They just say, oh, as long as you... Um, believe in Christ, then you're good. But it's not, it's not, you have to repent. You have to put forth fruits of righteousness and spiritual fruits of righteousness. You can't, you cannot live in wickedness and then just be like, I'm a believer in Yahusha and expect to be saved. And you can't be following, practicing, because that's the thing is the people who really follow Yahusha, they're not following false idols and practicing idolatry. That's why it's so black and white because you're either on this side on the light side or you're on the other side. You're either following false idols or you're not. You're either practicing idolatry or you're not. You're either a fornicator or you're not. You're either putting forth spiritual fruits or you're not. And honestly, I'm not being very gentle like Apostle Paul has told me to be. Like I just read to you. So honestly, I should be a little more gentle because I shouldn't be so harsh all the time. But it, it, sometimes it's a harsh reality. And really, when you read the word, this is pretty much, I think I said this before, but the word is really supposed to kind of cut you in a sense. When you read the word, it's supposed to hit you and expose you and show you where you're not living righteous. Because again, like I read in the first Timothy, Apostle Paul wasn't saved because he was 
living in righteousness. He was saved because he's the foremost sinner. What have you guys heard from me? That I'm the foremost sinner. That's why I've been saved so that you guys can be saved. But it wasn't because I was living righteous. It was because I was living wicked. That's why I was saved. Yahushua is here to save not people who are living in righteousness, the people who are living wicked to bring them to righteousness. So I don't even know what my point was, honestly, but yeah. So honestly, that's that's the case closed on that trans agenda. I mean, that confirmed it. I confirmed it in episode 56, but this confirms it right here. I mean, the, the, the powerful delusion, wicked deception. I mean, the case is closed. That is why... Yeah, allows it to go on. That's why he he doesn't care. He says, if you're going to live in unrighteousness, if you're going to follow false idols, practice idolatry, fornication, lust, then those people are going to be condemned. And it's as simple as that. And just read 2 Thessalonians 2, 12, which was the, the last line of that verse. And you'll see that for yourself. And now I'll read the next verse, which is now going to be 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 through 17. So this is now chosen for salvation. But we must always give thanks to Yahuwah for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. For this purpose, he called you through our proclamation of the good news so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the traditions that you are taught by us, either by word of mouth or by our letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. And that was Second Thessalonians 2 13 through 17 and before that i read second thessalonians 2 1 through 12 and so pretty much i have two more places in the word to get to so before i get to the book of ephesians let me first get to now the first letter of paul to the thessalonians so pretty much if you go to this book in um, 527 pretty much it says i solemnly command you by the lord that this letter be read to all the brothers. So pretty much I'm actually going to just read the entire first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. And then after I read this, I will get to the book of Ephesians and read pretty much a great verse in that book. So before I get to Ephesians, I'm going to read the entire first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. Salutation, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. To the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers, constantly remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor, of love and steadfastness, of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters beloved by God, that he has chosen you, because our message of the gospel came to you not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Just as you know what kind of people we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for in spite of persecution you received the word with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit, 
so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place where your faith in God has become known, so that we have no need to speak about it. For the people of those regions report about us what kind of welcome we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Yahushua, who rescues us from the wrath that is coming. You yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you was not in vain, but though we had already suffered and been shamefully maltreated at Philippi, as you know, we had courage in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in spite of great opposition. For our appeal does not spring from deceit or impure motives or trickery, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the message of the gospel, even so we speak not to please mortals, but to please God who tests our hearts. As you know, and as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery or with a pretext for greed, nor did we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others, though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nurse tenderly caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. You remember our labor and toil, brothers and sisters. We worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaimed to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses and God also how pure, upright, and blameless our conduct was towards you believers. As you know, we dealt with each of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging you and pleading that you should lead a life worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. We also constantly give thanks to God for this, that when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as what it really is, God's word, which is also at work in you believers. For you, brothers and sisters, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea, for you suffered the same things from your own compatriots as they did from the Jews who killed both the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out. They displease God and oppose everyone by hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. Thus they have constantly been filling up the measure of their sins, but God's wrath has overtaken them at last. As for us, brothers and sisters, when for a short time we were made orphans by being separated from you, in person, not in heart, we longed with great eagerness to see you face to face. For we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, wanted to again and again, but Satan blocked our way. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? Yes, you are our glory and joy. Therefore, when we could bear it no longer, we decided to be left alone in Athens, and we sent Timothy, our brother and co-worker for God, in proclaiming the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you for the sake of your faith, so that no one would be shaken by these persecutions. 
Indeed, you yourselves know that this is what we are destined for. In fact, when we were with you, we told you beforehand that we were to suffer persecution. So it turned out, as you know. For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that somehow the tempter had tempted you and that our labor had been in vain. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love. He has told us also that you always remember us kindly and long to see us, just as we long to see you. For this reason, brothers and sisters, during all our distress and persecution, we have been encouraged about you through your faith. For we now live if you continue to stand firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel before our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you face to face and restore whatever is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Finally, brothers and sisters, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you learn from us how you ought to live and to please God, as in fact you are doing, you should do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication, that each one of you knows how to control your own body in holiness and honor, not with lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one wrongs or exploits a brother or sister in this matter because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, just as we have already told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God did not call us to impurity but in holiness. Therefore, whoever rejects this rejects not human authority, but God, who also gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now concerning love of the brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anyone write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another, and indeed you do love all the brothers and sisters throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, beloved, to do so more and more, to aspire to live quietly, to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we directed you, so that you may behave properly towards outsiders and be dependent on no one. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord. That we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. 
For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of darkness. So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other as indeed you are doing. But we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you and have charge of you in the Lord and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. Beloved, pray for us. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a holy kiss. I solemnly command you by the Lord that this letter be read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. And so that was the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. And pretty much 1 Thessalonians 5.27 says, I solemnly command you by the Lord that this letter be read to all the brothers. So that's precisely why I read it to all the brothers and sisters listening. So thank you for that. And so now finally, my last Bible work and my last information for this episode really is going to be the book of Ephesians. So I'm really going to read a classic verse for you, which is the whole armor of God. So it's Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. So again, the whole armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always 
persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. And so that was Ephesians six ten through 20, the whole armor of God. And I'll just read one more time, 6, 13 through 17. So therefore take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so that's Ephesians six thirteen through 17. And that's in the verse, the whole armor of God. The whole armor of Yah, the whole armor of Yahuwah. And so honestly, that is my scripture work for this episode. Pretty much that was a lot of work from Apostle Paul. Pretty much I showed you how short some of those books were. You know, I just read the first letter of the Thessalonians to you. So that was the entire book that I read. So, you know, the book of Ephesians, Galatians, a lot of these books that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that are written by Apostle Paul, they're really kind of quick, quick books on the shorter end they're on the shorter end for some of the books in the word so you know these are important scriptures to understand and these are books that you could read in one or two sessions and apostle paul is really probably my favorite writer in the word and you know he just really is the speaker and a writer for the gentiles the speaker and the writer to the gentiles so You know what I mean? That's what Apostle Paul is known for. So whether you're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or you're checking out Apostle Paul and the books that he wrote, you know, as long as you're getting into the word, you're going to get closer to Yah, Yahuwah. And I really showed you in this episode the importance of being a believer in not only Yahuwah, but also being a believer in Yahusha. Because without the faith, all of your righteousness and your works of righteousness of following the law really won't matter because you can't have the law without the faith. You have to have faith in Yahushua while also practicing the law of Yahuwah, the law that Moses commanded the Israelites to follow. So that's pretty much my points for this episode. You know, I touched on a couple of those dark side agendas and really showed you how in the God's word, really in in the scriptures, in the word, they're, they're speaking about those agendas and really just explaining why they exist. So, you know, I really kind of confirmed a couple of those dark side agendas and why they exist through the word. And aside from that, this was an episode really straight light work for you, just helping you to understand, you know, what Apostle Paul was like, what his works are like, what his writing is like. And again, I mentioned what the spiritual fruits are, the fruits of the spirit are, and what the works of the flesh are. So, You know, when you read the word, it's really going to cut you and show you where you're not possibly living in righteousness and where you might have to shape up a little bit so that you can put on the full armor of the most high, put on the full armor of God, the full armor of Yahuwah, so that you can start living your life in righteousness. So that's really what reading the word will do. It'll cut you, but that's how it'll rebuild you build you back up, strengthen you, and help you to get on your path so you can walk straight and not stray left or right 
and really find your true purpose. So I'm going to wrap this episode up. Really pretty much my next episode will be a lot of light work as well. I'm going to speak about the importance of fasting, which is mentioned in the word. Obviously, I'll speak about fasting, which I've even talked about that on this series before. So I'll speak about some fasting in the next episode and I'll speak about saying some effective prayers and how you can say effective prayers and really create fruitful fruitful prayers and and fruitful spiritual works through your prayers. So I'll speak about that in my next episode. It'll be another episode of Light Work. And that's really everything. So it's important to read the word, read God's word, read Yah's word, seek out Yah Yahuwah, become a believer in Yahusha HaMashiach. And that's how you will get the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit. You know, I really used a lot of the traditional English names, the standard English names, not the traditional Hebrew names in this episode, but that's okay because it was just important for me to read the word directly. So I was reading from the New Revised Standard Version. So start reading the word, seeking out Yahuwah, repent to Yahuwah, and that's how you would get blessed with discernment and blessed with the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit. So thank you for listening to this episode. Really appreciate it. My Twitter is RyanMichael11 and my Instagram is WilsonRyan underscore underscore. If you want to find me and follow me or check me out on those platforms, that's really cool. Appreciate you for listening to this episode. I'm going to catch you for the next one, Lightworker. Thanks for listening. Much love, much blessings to you. Keep that faith out here. Keep being strong. Love. Later.